we commenced our studies in the Philippians. As I went back to check the date, we began on September 19th, which is about two months ago. And now we are ready to resume our studies verse by verse. And in the beginning, I didn't know how fast or how slowly I would go. But it is evident to all of us we are going to go slow. So why don't I read these five verses today, but I am only going to speak on verse 3. This is from the New Translation Legacy Standard Bible from, by the uh, MacArthur the Seminary in the West Coast. And let me read these verses for us. Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all because of your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. That is the word of God. Amen. I remember talking to my friend who was here during summer. Dr. David Kim was studying in the UK, University of Leeds, Last year about this time, I told him, said hi, and I said, well, have a great Thanksgiving, brother. And he said, there is no Thanksgiving in the UK. And that was a surprise to me, because I thought the Puritans who came here and celebrate the Thanksgiving, was somehow I thought they were carrying on the tradition. And he said, there is no Thanksgiving season there. There's no celebration really at all. And we know as Christians, yes, nobody learns how to give thanks. It is like breathing. You do not learn how to breathe. You don't learn how to give thanks. But when you think about it, as Bible-believing Christians, we believe. The Bible, the Word of God should tell us and teach us how to give thanks, or what it means to give thanks. So it is good for us today just to take a moment to think about, from the Word of God, the ABCs of thanksgiving. First of all, the very first word that comes to my mind in verse 3 is I. I thank my God. In the beginning, he said, Paul and Timothy introduced introduced Timothy as well. But in verse 3, he moves into first person singular. As an apostle of Jesus Christ and as the founding pastor of that Philippian church, now he is going to say, I. Not we. He could have said we, but he says, I give thanks. I thank my God. So I paused and thought about that I. Who is this I? Saul of Tarsus, as you know, that's who he is. He was born in Tarsus in modern-day Turkey, 
but was sent to Jerusalem to be trained as a future rabbi by the most respected scholar at the time, Gamaliel. He was a pious and brilliant young man. He was a passionate young man. But as he was studying and as he was spending his time in the city of Jerusalem, he heard about the buzz in the city, about the death of a rabbi from Galilee. People said he was a miracle worker, faith healer, famous, popular teacher, but he was crucified, the death that is reserved for the slaves. But soon after, his followers started in saying that their teacher came back from the dead. And he went up into heaven, ascended. So he is the Messiah, they said. And everybody called that sect as the way. That was the name that that they, they were known for, the way. So this young man, Saul of Tarsus, couldn't allow that. As an Orthodox Jew, he couldn't believe that people would fall for that. If people knew the Bible, dead and crucified Messiah is oxymoron. There is no such concept. And didn't they know that if somebody is crucified and hanging on the tree, that person is cursed by God? What do you mean? Cursed man is our Messiah. So he couldn't bear it. So he would get the arrest warrant from the high priest and he would raid houses and bring people back to Sanhedrin to be tried. Yes, that's right. Sanhedrin didn't have authority to put people to death. But they had authority to what? To excommunicate. We do not know as modern people the force of excommunication. But once you're excommunicated, it is basically tantamount to death sentence. Nobody will say hi to you, recognize you. Nobody will do business with you. No one will give their children to your children to be married. And you'll be end up, you will end up dealing with the Gentiles all the time, which makes you what? Ceremonially unclean. But on the way to Damascus, this young, jealous, future rabbi, Paul, Saul, saw the light and heard the voice. And fast forward 40 years or so, now you find this man, an old man, who traveled around the world proclaiming that very name, Jesus Christ, that he wanted to purge from the synagogue. And now people call them Christians, little Christs. Oh, by the way, this I, thank my God, this I, Saul of Tarsus, is in prison. And when he picks up his pen to write this letter to the church at Philippi, he picks it up and he says, I thank, that's one word in Greek, but I thank my God. So let me ask you this question again. The ABCs of Thanksgiving, I, obviously we could give thanks as a group, as a church, but we all know when you're alone in your own room by yourself, thinking about all that you are going through, is it easy for you to give thanks? 
But this teaches us thanksgiving is an intensely personal experience and exercise. What enables this Paul, betrayed by God, abandoned by God, forgotten by God, in the prison to give thanks? When we serve God, we know we shouldn't, but oftentimes we expect good things to happen in our lives. Is that true? But if you've been a Christian for any length of time, not often. So if you are like Paul, without faith, then you will see yourself as abandoned, forgotten, and betrayed by God whom he served with all his might. But he gives thanks. Who is this I? Let me ask you. Who is this I? What did he say? And what did we think about past few weeks? Verse 1. He said, I am a slave of Christ. That's right. We often say, give thanks to God. But if you have a hard time giving thanks to God, you are letting the circumstances overrun your heart. That's what's happening. This man could give thanks to God after all that has happened to him. And if he's in Rome, Roman prison, he's been in prison for about four and a half years. That's a long time. Legal proceedings, that back then now, it takes a long time. But he could give thanks because, yes, in this context, he just introduced himself as a slave of Christ. And that's the topic that we've been studying for the past few weeks. So, I realized it really has to be the same faith that should look beyond the obstacles in your life to give thanks. But before you even try to do that, that same faith should enable you to see yourself as who you are. Who are you? Whatever you claim to be, if you have a hard time giving thanks to God during this season, I want you to check. Whether you profess and confess to be yourself, yourself to be a doulos of Christ. Only a slave of Christ will yield and submit to the Lord, curious. Because he is a slave of Christ, whatever the master gives him, four and a half years of sentence, Neglected, forgotten by the legal proceedings and even by God, he could give thanks because he remembers who he is. He's not. He doesn't say he's an apostle of Christ. I'm the master of theology. I'm the missionary church planter. He doesn't say, but I am a doulos of Christ. And I hope and pray that you could see yourself as a slave of Christ. Not because we have a low view of ourselves, but because we have a high view of Christ, who is the master. Whatever he sends it to your way is absolutely good and wise. And as a slave of Christ, we give thanks. Second thing that I want us to think about is I thank 
my God. This week I've been thinking about this verse. Thank you. Thanking God. My conclusion is this. Thanksgiving is the most important element in your Christian life. The most important. Provided that you are a Christian. Why? Because worship is impossible without thanksgiving. Prayer is impossible without thanksgiving. Praise is impossible without thanksgiving. Evangelism, missions, everything else you talk about. Unless there is thanksgiving, whatever religious Christian activities that you want to do cannot be done wholeheartedly. And my conclusion is, thanksgiving is not an element of worship. No, it is not. It must be the first thing that you do, the most foundational thing that you should be thinking about as a Christian. You cannot do anything without giving thanks. It is like Thanksgiving is like the bottom three pieces of Zenga. You flick that thing. Entire Christian life collapses. Everything. There is no Christian life apart from thanksgiving. You examine your heart. What can you do for Christ when your heart is cold toward Him? When your heart is not filled with thanksgiving, everything else will be a struggle. So in a sense, thanksgiving is like marines going into the battlefield. First one to go in. Clearing out the enemies. Excuse me for the analogy, but thanksgiving really is like B2 bomber going in, bombing everything, all Satan's strongholds, enemies, snipers. And without thanksgiving, you go into the battlefield, you'll be shot and hit by the bullet, Satan's bullet. And when you pick it up and see that bullet, it will say ingratitude. You're done. You're not moving forward. You can't. So this week I realized Thanksgiving is not one of the things that you do in worship. But it must be the very first thing. Once again, it's not you try to give thanks. You can't. People say the Philippians is a joyful letter, so be joyful. You can't. They are the fruit. And the bottom line is that until you realize and submit that you are a slave of Christ, from the humility, there will be thanksgiving. Only the humble people will give thanks. And what enables you to be humble is your identity in Christ as his slave. Anything else, you will be disappointed and all the curve balls that Satan throws at you is hard to endure. However tall the castle walls are, however thick they are, Thanksgiving is like that little castle door. You let it open, you let it down, the enemy will flood in. You're done. So let us not let that happen. Let us think about what God has done for us in 
Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving is the compass, points to the right direction. And then your thinking in Christ will follow. Your worship will follow, prayer will follow, praise will follow, mission will follow, everything else will follow. The last thing that I want us to think about today Obviously, as a Christian, we could give thanks for who he is and what he has done. But in this context, he is remembering Philippians people. And as he remembers them, it gives him the opportunity to give thanks to God. So the context is remembering people. Verse 3, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. If you have read the book that we have given out a couple of weeks ago, it was talking about how post-COVID church should happen. And one of the section, sections that I've read talked about the importance of gathering together. And he said, by mixing together, mingling together in person, something that is hard to describe happens. And one of the things, obviously, is that movement, as you bump into another person, you recognize and see that person and you engage with that person and you pray with and for that person. That's right. So it gives an opportunity for us to think about, yes, we could give thanks to God for everything and all things. But I hope and pray that we could Give thanks to our God for our fellow brothers and sisters. Are you the cause of thanksgiving for someone else in the church? Am I the cause of stumbling block in my household, in my own workplace or church? Self-exam, self-examination is necessary. But we give thanks to our God today Like I said, when we accepted new members a few months ago, I said the same thing. The reason why we are able to baptize Paxton today and Joseph Ray pretty soon is because of this community called church. So why don't we give thanks for the people And so many people came out today to celebrate this baptism. And I recognize a longtime friend, Emil Fang is here too. And and Ruth here and everybody else, even if I do not say your name. You make up this church. And because of your presence in this place, we are able to worship our God every Sunday. In this place. Let that be the cause of our thanksgiving during this season. Amen.